our guest for this segment. His name is Guy Gilchrist, and he's going to be appearing uh, later this week in Springfield at uh, 217 Comics. He knows from comics because he drew comic strips in the daily newspaper for decades. And he does other artwork, and he's got a children's book. Uh, in fact, he well, he's written a lot of children's books. He's got a new one coming out soon about uh, helping kids cope with the world of the pandemic. In fact, I think we might have him right now. I'm going to check and see, do we have Guy Gilchrist on the line with us? Yes, how and, are you? And we're live on the air right now. Guy, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Great to have you here with us. Great to, ha- great to be with you. Uh, just to uh, introduce you to everyone, Guy Gilchrist is an author, he's an illustrator, a comic strip artist, even a songwriter. Uh, and, and how good is he? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the Jim Henson organization doesn't play around when it comes to the Muppets. They're very uh, nurturing and cautious about the rights to those characters. They chose Guy to draw the Muppets newspaper comic strip uh, when it was introduced. He created it. It ran in hundreds of newspapers papers around the country, and then he took over one of the most storied franchises in comic strips, Nancy, which had been around since, what, the 1930s, and drew that comic strip for a couple of decades. That's that's an amazing track record. Guy Gilchrist, welcome to the program. Oh, it's great to be with you. Thank you. You know, uh, I've I, I, it sounds like I've been busy. I'm exhausted just hearing that. <laughs> uh, you're going to be here in Springfield later this week, and we'll give the details on that in a moment. But I'd, I'd like to go back to the beginning as to how you got into uh, cartooning, how you became interested in it, and how you then parlayed that into the kind of career you've had. Well, my mother was a very good artist, and uh, uh, she was a single mom. And uh, so, uh, and uh, she used to take me to work with her when she worked at the diner, or uh, she was an accountant at a hotel and stuff. And and uh, in childcare in those days was go sit over there in the corner and you know don't make trouble so I get fired. <laughs> and she would open up uh, the funnies, the newspaper that came every day for free wherever she was working, and I would be sitting at a table, and she would say, "Here, draw these," and she would show me that. You know, most characters, you could draw an oval or a circle and things like that, and then things would start working out. And that really uh, uh, lit, uh, you know, uh, uh, lit me up, and it became, uh, you know, I realized that when I drew something, uh, I could make something out of nothing, and I could make someone smile. And that became a driving force for me. That was the beginning. When I was 10 years old, uh, Walter Lance, the creator of Chili Willie and Woody Woodpecker, he took notice of my artwork and told me that if I never, ever quit, I was going to be a successful cartoonist. And then, of course, there was Jim. When I was 23, and auditioned for him, and then uh, that brought me, you know, brought my artwork to the world. That's though an enormous amount of pressure. It would seem to me to to take mm-hmm. a, a franchise as beloved as the Muppets, and then you're responsible for them and how they appear to to children and even adults every yeah. single day in the newspaper. What was it like to to take that on? It was. It was. It was very uh and you know it, it seems like uh it seems like that many many times in in a history of someone that has some some fame and fortune it's at a very young age when you have something like that uh 
uh, on you. Uh, so it was thrilling, but it was very scary, and I took it very seriously. Jim was uh, like a father to me and a creative father as well. And uh, and and uh, Jerry Jewell, the head writer, Michael Frith, his his uh, his creative director, Frank Oz, they were all incredibly supportive. Gave me a hand every step of the way and made me feel like uh, I was part of their family, and they supported me all the way through. I was part of it all, and, uh, and I think that that's... Uh, and they, you know, it took them two years to find somebody that they felt understood the characters to write the, the jokes and write the stories. It wasn't just illustrating. You had to inhabit the characters and write these stories, uh, that were going to be in the paper every single day. And so uh, they chose me. And, of course, I had a year of writing and drawing these characters before they ever saw print. So I was practicing in the bullpen for a long time before anybody saw it. Uh, I, I grew up uh, you know, rushing for the newspaper every day to read the funny pages and did that through most of my uh, adult life and would always marvel at the ability of the best comic strip artist to come up with new ideas, new punchlines. Every single day there was, there was something going on. How big a challenge is that part of it to be able to, as we talk about it in the, in the news business, to feed the beast every day? <laughs> yeah, it's a machine. You get used to it. It's funny. Uh, uh, you know, when you're, uh, uh, I had a year, as I said, uh, to, uh, uh, to f- try to figure it out. Uh, certainly by the time I, uh, it was, it was difficult at the beginning. Uh, even when you realize that you have very strong and wonderful personalities, well-rounded personalities, you know, you've got to come up with a joke uh, uh, every single day. And, uh, but little by little by little, your, your head just starts to write that way, to write that way, to write that way. Uh, there are limitations uh, to the stories that you could tell in that format, but then there are real, real strengths. Because you've got a lot of bottom bumps and you've got a lot of uh, uh, slice of life stuff. Certainly, uh, as the decades rolled along and I started doing Nancy and Sluggo, uh, I was much more comfortable doing, you know, that that five-second joke for you every single day. Uh, We're talking with Guy Gilchrist. He is a a veteran comic strip artist, also a children's book author, and and much more. He's going to be here in Springfield later on this week, and again, the details on that are coming up. Uh, But i got to say something that that you probably don't want to hear, but you probably heard a lot over the years, which is, as I've gotten older, I now get most of my news off of the Internet, uh, and I don't ever see the funny pages anymore. So what what is the future of the, the comic strip? Is there a future? to the comic strip uh i think that there is you know well i you know i uh, i retired from doing the nancy strip in the beginning of 2018 um but it is still running there's a there's there's another creator working on it now uh i think that it's online uh just like everything else you know the the you know uh the the future of music is online too uh i think that uh in some ways uh, you know, well, the internet, of course, is a double-sided 
uh, soared. Uh, on one hand, uh, you can get your material out to an awful lot of people, uh, but also it's, it doesn't, in, it doesn't uh, create the income you know, that it once did. Uh, people were paid by how many newspapers uh, you were being printed in uh, back in the day. Uh, because that was the ad revenue, and of course now it's a little more, a uh, bit more difficult to figure out the ad revenue, and if there is any ad revenue, you know, out in the, uh, in the, on the web. Uh, but I think that as long as uh, there's a, a, a want and a need for us to make the world happy, a better place with jokes, and that will always, always be then content creators will find new and exciting ways to do just that. You also uh, are a, uh, a children's book author. You have written a number of titles, and your latest book comes out in just a, a couple of weeks, both in, in a uh, hard format version and also online. Tell me about Monster Dance. Oh, I'm so happy about this book. I'm so thrilled. Uh, this book is uh, it's about the monster called COVID. And uh, we, uh, myself, uh, Dr. Karen Sai, who, by the way, was on the Emmys last night, uh, giving out an Emmy. Uh, she's a Los Angeles doctor. And myself and uh, Eva Liu, a writer and publisher from Paris, we got together and we created a story about a dog and his little friend, Charlie, a little girl, and they, uh, and they wonder and imagine what kind of a giant monster this is that could keep us away from school and church and, and going to the park and staying inside. And uh, it's the dog imagining this. And then Charlie says, actually, it's not a monster that is as big as Godzilla or King Kong. It's this little tiny thing. And, you know, with, uh, with, patients, giving doctors and scientists the time that they need, and with understanding how to control it, then we can lead the monster dance. And it's an animated, uh, very fun and fanciful look at uh, some silly monsters that can be scary if we let it, uh, or we can tame them. And uh, it's an animated uh, e-book. And I'm really, really happy with it. We have uh, uh, multiple award-winning actor, uh, Dennis O'Hare, uh, doing our narration. And uh, it's an absolute beautiful book. And folks can see it if they go to Madeline Editions, uh, which is our publisher, Madeline Editions. And you'll be able to see some of the animated pages. And the money that we raise proceeds are going to uh, purchase and distribute masks and other protective equipment for our frontline heroes. And also, we're donating uh, animated books to children in hospitals around the world. Uh, it couldn't be more timely, and wow, what a what a great cause to support uh, through your purchase of Monster Dance. Again, published by Madeline Editions, available on October 5th, so you can search for that Guy Gilchrist doing the illustrations. You can also hear more about it when you meet Guy Gilchrist in person this week. And at, I hope you do. <laughs> 217 Comics, Cards, and Games on Stevenson Drive. You'll be there Wednesday through Friday this week. Give us a, a quick rundown of what you'll be doing there. I'm going to be... Uh 
uh, it's going to be like a normal book signing, but I'm going to be there for like two and a half days. Uh, <laughs> we want everyone to feel comfortable and chill and uh, so that there aren't, you know, big lines for you to wade in and all of that. Uh, I'm going to be drawing, doing custom drawing, drawing on Funko Pops. We'll have tons and tons of art prints and all of that kind of stuff, all sorts of products, books, and all of that for me to sign and draw pictures in for you. And one of the days that I'm there, I'm teaching a cartooning class that's going to be for all ages. And uh, I know that you need to reach out to the venue to get to be a part of that, you know, make a reservation and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, I can't wait to see everybody. And this tour has been going on now for a little over a week. And everywhere I go, I can't tell you, you know, people say how happy they are uh, to see me and, you know, to, to watch the, the cartoons getting drawn in front of them. Well, you know what? I'm ten times happier to see you. It's going on again Wednesday through Friday. Uh, the Art of Cartooning Workshop is Thursday evening from 6 until 8. This is all happening at 217 Comics, Cards, and Games on Stevenson Drive. You can find them online and get the details. Guy Gilchrist, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Great to talk to you here. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to talk to you, too. See you in the funny papers. <laughs>